Hello, dear saints. This is episode 11 of Third Heaven Authority podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. Last week, we had the privilege of going to Scripture and discovering what Satan uses to question our spiritual authority. We looked at the life of Jesus, how that the Pharisees confronted him, were always questioning by what authority he did anything. And we discovered that there are five main weapons that Satan uses against us as well as against Jesus. Number one, the spirit of religionism. Number two, physical circumstances that speak to us. Number three, condemnation, attempting to allow a curse to stick to us. Our emotions that sometimes get carried away and run rampant with us. And then also a lack of revelation of understanding who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, what I wish to do is go into the life of the apostles and from the book of Acts, look at another area about robbing spiritual authority from you, third heaven authority. I'm going to be reading from the third chapter of Acts, but know up front that I'm going to be sharing some encounters and personal experiences about this a little later in the podcast. This passage meant so much to me when I was learning about the power of God and how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit and lay hands on the sick and watch them recover and do all the miracles of God. In the third chapter, verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame, so there's the problem, there's the lameness, there's the person that needs the miracle power of God. Lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. My good friend, the late uh, rabbi, Messianic rabbi, Dr. Rich Ford, uh, she was sharing with me one day that these places for begging were assigned uh, by the authorities, which basically meant the Sanhedrin Council or the priesthood, and that you could only be assigned one place, and if that was your corner, then you're the only one that could beg there. And so that's why this guy... Peter, James, and John had walked by probably, I don't know how many times in their life, but this day was different. This man, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention. You notice right off the bat that sense of authority that they had? I mean, Jesus had just died, been raised from the dead. They had been commissioned. They knew they were supposed to go forth in power. They had uh, gone from being in hiding just a short while before that to now on the street, boldly in authority, upholding Jesus. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You know he just said it like that. He said it in authority. He didn't say, oh, in Jesus' name, uh, uh, 
Would, would, would something please happen? No. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I could just hear it now. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength so that he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. What a wonderful miracle, the power of God displayed on that day through the name of Jesus. Now, a commotion begins. People gather around wanting to know what in the world is going on and how did this happen? And so then Peter begins to talk to them. And in verse 16, he said, and his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, faith that comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. He said, faith in the name. See, it was the name of Jesus, but it was faith in the name. And that was one of the things that really started me on a miraculous adventure in the Lord Jesus Christ, because I had been saved in a denominational church for a number of years before I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit and began to really study the Word of God about these miraculous things and that they were for us even now, that the book of Acts didn't uh, end, you know, just with the 28th chapter, but that it continues even today. It's just that the canon of Scripture has already been closed. It's the same Holy Spirit that's moving, the same power of God that's in our midst. But it is His name in which we have the delegated authority to be able to operate with this kind of power. But it also says through faith in his name. There are a lot of people that utter the name of Jesus. Yeshua. Jesus. Whatever language. It's not the letters that hold the power. It is who the name represents that holds the power and authority. It is the faith in that name that releases it. So we must have faith in the name. It's not so much, and this I learned as a young minister, just faith in God's ability to do it, but I learned to have faith in the name. There's something about third heaven authority that operates because of the name. Well, he tells them it's about the name and faith in the name. The commotion catches the authorities, the priests' attention. And so they send some uh, people down to catch the apostles and arrest them, bring them back for judgment. And then notice that in the fourth chapter, verse 8, it says, And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. Well, I tell you, that's all of them. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, listen to this, by what power or by what name have you done this? Remember the religious leaders asked Jesus, by what authority do you do this? 
they recognized that authority was in a name. The name of somebody who had the authority to begin with, delegating it to you. Who gave you permission? How can you do such things? We didn't give it to you. That was part of their challenge. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to the helpless man, by what means he has been made whole, been made well, healed, what means this miracle has transpired, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, who God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. What a bold declaration in the face of persecution. But it was because of his faith in the name. Well, the leaders then discipline them, send them away. And notice here in verse 17, in making that decision, the leader said, but so that it spreads no further among the people, what? The use of the name of Jesus. Let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in that name, meaning by that authority. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Well, you know how well that went over. They didn't obey that. They went out and just continued to use the name because the power and the authority was in it. As I already mentioned, these verses really helped me, as well as others in the New Testament, in understanding the authority, spiritual authority that we have. You know, Jesus himself, in Mark 16, in the Great Commission, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow. Will follow what? Follow them. Will follow the word. Will follow their faith. Those who believe in my name, they shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And then the Bible says that they went forward with the signs following them as they preached the word and they used the name of Jesus. The power and the authority is in the name. But remember, it's by faith in the name, not just faith that Jesus has the name, that Jesus in heaven, our Lord and our Savior, that that's the name that he was called by. But it also represents his character. It represents his power. It represents everything that he has purchased for us through his death and resurrection. In fact, the name of Jesus enforces what the blood of Jesus has accomplished. I'll say that again. The name of Jesus enforces what the blood of Jesus has accomplished. So everything that the blood of Jesus was shed for, all the power of that blood 
in its ability to alter and to change everything in a person's life and to change circumstances on the face of the earth and to release the power of heaven itself. All of it is done through the name of Jesus Christ because that's the name that was applied to it. I had great faith. Man, I tell you what, when I learned these principles, I would just go around and I would pray for anybody and everybody. Man, I'd lay hands on the sick. I realize in the scripture, even like in the, um, what is it? I'm going to read it here. In verse 17 of, of Mark 16, the Great Commission, in my name they shall cast out demons. See that? Taking up serpents, being uh, miraculously uh, protected from deadly things, laying hands on the sick. All of those things have a certain amount of spiritual warfare with them. But what's interesting is it says they will speak with new tongues. You speak in new tongues in the name of Jesus. In other words, what I'm saying is that in Colossians 3.17, Paul said, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do. See, a lot of people don't quite understand, and that's why I'm sharing it with you right now, that third heaven authority has to do with everything that we do, not just spiritual warfare, but daily living, speaking in tongues, being a good person, walking in love, having good relationships, sharing with other people, preaching the word of God. All of the good things of the kingdom are done in the name of Jesus, and third heaven authority is applied because it takes authority to do all of those things, just like it takes authority to stand against the wiles and the wickedness of the enemy. I married this gal, man, she was hot for Jesus. C.K., man, her faith amazed me. There are times that her faith put me to shame. Uh, and their faith in the name of Jesus. And man, we went out. We looked for people to tell about Jesus. We looked for people in the grocery store, in the bank, everywhere we could who had any kind of infirmity or a problem so that we could just walk up to them and just ask them, you know, just say, we're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. We noticed that you've been walking with a limp there. Would you mind if we prayed for you? We were that bold. And of course, the people would think, well, that's nice of you. And, and I'll say yes, because you're going to go home like all the other Christians that we know, and you're going to pray for us there. They didn't expect us to just say thank you and reach out and grab them by the hand and then pray. Not like we do in church. It wasn't a a big deal to where we yelled at the top of our lungs. But man, we did it there, just like Peter and John did. Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have give to you in the name of Jesus and faith in that name. And man, we'd pray. And we realized there was a point of contact that we had, not only with the authority, not only that Jesus said to do it, which we obeyed him, but that when we uttered the name of Jesus Christ, the miracle was going to happen. I can't tell you how many people were healed. And yes, sometimes there wasn't a physical manifestation on the spot. And they would go home and we would maybe never know. But other times 
they would look us up and tell us about the miracle that happened. We would go to the hospital, particularly CK. She would go with a, a, a friend of ours, Howard. And, and I went a couple of times, but, you know, I was working, going to school. Things were busy in my life. And by the way, at work, I was doing the same thing. And I got a reputation because there were other Christians that worked in the department that I did, but some of them had a reputation of being too preachy. But that Mike Thompson, if you've got a problem, there's something about that guy. He'll, he'll love you. He won't preach at you. He'll give you grace and he'll pray in the name of Jesus. And things happen when that guy prays. And so they were coming to me constantly but Howard and C.K. would just go down the halls of the hospital and just seeking for the Holy Spirit's leadership. Which room do we go into? Who do we pray for? And then when the Spirit of God would speak to them in their hearts and they would confirm it with each other, we th I think we should go in here. They would go into the room and then they just introduce themselves and just ask for the opportunity to pray for the person. Miracle after miracle happened. Why? Because we learned, number one, the power and authority in the name of Jesus. And number two, we learned to have faith in the name. That when we went in that name, when we spoke that name, when we prayed that name, it meant heaven was going to be released. Well, when I first went into the ministry the first year, I was doing traveling ministry. And I went to one city. I was holding a meeting. And at the beginning of the meeting, you know, I'm all charged up, man. I'm ready to preach. In fact, I probably even preached on the name of Jesus like I'm doing now. And room full of people. And when I was finished, I was ready, man. I'm going to pray for these people in the name of Jesus. And when I do, miracles are going to happen. So I asked anybody who needed healing or any kind of a miracle to come forward. And they did. And they came up and lined all across the front. You know, a typical charismatic type prayer line. And so I went over to the far, my far right, the audience's left, and the very first person and I'm getting ready to pray for them. Man, I'm going to pray in faith, but I'm going to say that name, Jesus. And when I do, that person's going to be healed. And that's the boldness that I had. Why? Because of faith. I know I keep saying that. Faith in the name. I reached out and I laid hands on the first person. I put my hand right up on the top of their head and the forehead. And I said, be healed in Jesus' name. And man, the power of God just shot through me. The Holy Spirit hit that person. And they, boom, they just went down. They collapsed. Did carpet time. Because of the power of God that was there. And, oh, man, I'm excited because God's showing up. I went to the second person. And I reached out my hand and put it on their forehead. And I said, "In the be healed in the... And about that time, boom, they went down. I didn't get to say the name of Jesus. But it, see, that caught my attention. So now I'm starting an internal dialogue with the Lord. I go to the third person. 
and I reach up my hand, touch them on the forehead, and boom, they go down. I didn't even get to pray. I went to the fourth person, and I raised my hand, and boom, they went down, and all the way down the entire line, everybody just fell on the floor under the power of God. And then afterwards, the testimonies of miracles that happened were just tremendous. But this internal dialogue I was carrying on with the Lord is I said, okay, Jesus, I prayed for the first person, and I said, in Jesus' name. I got to use that name, and they were healed. The second person, I only got the prayer out, didn't finish the name of Jesus, they were healed. The third person, I didn't even get to pray, no name of Jesus, and then all these other people. I said, I have faith in that name. What happened? And the voice of the Lord spoke to me. And he said, didn't you come here in the name of Jesus? Didn't you study for this message and preaching tonight in Jesus' name? Didn't you preach it in my name? Everything you're doing, weren't you doing it in my name? And I said, I get it, Lord. I get it. He said, whether you're able to mouth the name or not, to speak my name, you are in my name. You are doing it in my name. And the power and the authority is in that name. And so I learned a huge lesson on that day about the name of Jesus. I go in the name of Jesus, whether I'm able to use it or not. But I tell you what, every opportunity that I have to speak that glorious, maximus, wonderful, powerful, loving name of Jesus Christ, that saving name, that miracle-working name, I do it, and I release it, and I don't care who's around, because it's about Jesus. And that's when I learned how we can flow and move and operate in the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus enforces what the blood of Jesus has accomplished. And it's all about third heaven authority. You know, in Philippians 2, verse 9, Therefore God also has highly exalted him, referring to Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth, and those under the earth. What experiences I have had in going to heaven, I understand how exalted that name is in heaven. It's the only name that was reserved for the one who would be the Lamb of God, the one who would sacrifice himself, be raised from the dead, exalted to the right hand of God, that was the name reserved for him, but also on the earth. That's what we're talking about now. On the earth, the power of that name, the delegated authority that's given to us. And of those under the earth, it says, in other words, hell trembles at the name of Jesus Christ. It attacks the name of Jesus. Is it any wonder that it's probably the most used curse word that there is the devil attempting to slander that name 
because he knows that name cleans his clock. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. In John 14, verses 12 and 13 and 14, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, Jesus is talking about asking of him, talking to him, and the asking of anything. That also gets into the area of declarations. It's not just pointing our eyes toward heaven and saying, Jesus or God, will you do something? It's actually using that authority against the enemy. When you study in the New Testament the miracles of Jesus and of the other apostles and New Testament figures, uh, they spoke to the problem. They spoke the answer. If somebody was sick, they spoke to the sickness and rebuked it, and they spoke healing the answer into the body, and they did it in the name of Jesus. So whatever we ask or declare or decree or prophesy in his name, he will do. But then two chapters later, he talks about the Father. In John 16, 23 and 24, And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. He was telling them that after he leaves in that day when I'm in heaven, you also will have a relationship with the Father that whatever you ask of the Father, because he deeply cares about you, he will do it in my name because the Father has reserved that name and honors that name. And that name spoken in faith brings the kingdom of God into manifestation in our lives. And whatever we receive, our joy is made full. So when the devil uses religionism and circumstances and emotions and condemnation, other challenging things to say, by what power or by what name have you done this? You just say, in the name of Jesus and the delegated authority of that name I operate. And then you boldly walk in third heaven authority and release heaven into the earth. Jesus' name is the only name that releases heaven into the earth. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are saved, then you have the right to the use of that name. Lord Jesus, I pray in your name now for all of the listeners that the revelation of this and the power of the Holy Spirit would come on the inside of them 
and it would embolden them to understand the faith that is necessary to activate that precious and holy name. I pray in the name of Jesus for their life and their ministry, for their family. I pray for the supernatural power of God in their bodies. Supernatural youth, supernatural healing be released into their bodies in Jesus' name. I pray for their finances, Lord God, that supernatural finances, the anointing for it, would be released into their lives. And I pray right now that, Lord God, boldness for the name of Jesus would be released into their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, praise God. Thank you for listening today and join me for future episodes as I continue to share my heart and experiences and God's word with you. Also subscribe to Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson on Charisma Podcast Network or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Walk in faith in the name of Jesus.